Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max, number 290. If we're counting numbers here, I am your host, Sean Garmer, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And well, this wasn't like, I'd say, the biggest news week um, that we've had in a while, but we still have plenty of things to talk about and some video games too, so check back with us in about 30 seconds. Hi, this is Natalie Lander. Voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others, you are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit W2Mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. You are listening to Video Games to the Max. All right. So, Mark, I think the uh, biggest thing, maybe not the most recent thing we're talking about, technically now it's like a week and a half old, but probably still the biggest game that's come out recently. You have now spent some time with it, Mark. How do you feel about that Metroid Dread? Solid. Yeah, I like it. Uh, just just solid. Well, it's very, I mean, it's very much like Super Metroid to an extent. Uh, I mean, it looks obviously nicer. I would say my biggest problem is kind of I like the one I like Metroid Fusion because that was a game that had like six different levels, or like six different environments, and the game told you specifically where to go next or like what to do next. People didn't like that, or like most Metroid fans didn't like that. I right. did because if you're going around some of these environments, or if you stop playing the game for a day or two. And then you go back to it, you're like, what, what the hell was, was I doing? Or where was I going next? You know, um, this game does have kind of a, like a, you can talk to like a, uh, to your ship basically, and it will tell you kind of where to go. But like, think about, you played Shadow Complex, right? Way back in the day? Yeah. <clears throat> no. Well, that game, like it, it literally had a blue out, like a blue line in the map going, Hey, this is where you need to go next. Right. You can, you can explore if you want to. In fact, we recommend it, but this is like the next thing. Dread does not have that. It is a tad unfortunate, like, because, like, there are areas where you just get, like, stuck, or, like, I have no idea where to go. That happened to me, like, at least, tw- like, two or three times, and it's like, I'm, like, I got this, I got this new ability, but I'm not sure what to do with it, or, like, I've explored all the main things I, I think I can do, but I'm not sure what to do next. But other than that, it's really good. The combat's fun. Those Emi fights are kind of annoying, but, I mean, you can just kind of brute force them. Yeah, I, I enjoy it quite a bit. Like it's a nice return to form to Metroid because we haven't had another one. We haven't had one since twenty, almost twenty years. So, do you feel like the Emmy fights like add something that they're definitely you know? different? Because yeah, you go into like this basically like an Emmy environment or like a section of the level, and this thing is like stalking you, or you're trying to like hide away from it. Uh, you can cloak yourself, but if it's easy doing this, it doesn't actually work. Uh, and if it catches you, like, it'll grab you and you have, like, one one chance to, like, get out of it. But it's a little, it's pretty finicky, so it doesn't work most of the time. But, like, if you die, you just respawn, like, right outside the room. So, yeah, you can kind of just keep doing it over and over until you eventually, you know, crack it and then you can move on. <laughs> and there's only seven of them. Like, I've, I haven't beaten the game yet, but I think I've faced at least five of them. Like, I beat five or six. <laughs> okay. Like, I'm, if I wanted to finish the game, I could do it within within like an hour. Or so like I'm very close to the end, I think. But uh, the regular boss fights are are more interesting. Like they're pretty good. So is there any um, any like returning? Would you say 
like boss fights, like, or are they all oh, kind well, of? Oh, uh, Crate is back. Crate is the big one. He's like the really big thing that you face in like Super Metroid. Although you face, he's slightly different in this one. He's like more upgraded. I think that's about it, actually. I don't think uh, the other thing is back. The big, oh, the other, like the big uh, space pirate guy. How do you feel about like? Are there any like powers that are different? Then say some of the. So they kind of simplify things a little. Um, you have like a. So you only have missiles. I mean, you get super missiles kind of, but they're basically just an upgrade to the missiles. Like you only switch between like your regular shot and missile. And you have like a grapple beam, but it's it's a little. It's okay, but it, it is kind of equip it to a different button. And I mean, it's used more for like pulling boxes around than pull, you know, than actually grappling blocks. You get some abilities, like you get like. You get the cloak. And you get this, like, sonar radar thing that, like, reveals hidden blocks. It's like a replacement for the X-ray scope in Super Metroid. And they both basically take energy. And that recharges after like a, after a few seconds of not using it. But that's, like, a new, I would say, like, the newest mechanic. You have the, you have the regular stuff, like a speed booster. Uh, you get, like, this weird double jump that's not effective at all or very limited. But, yeah, that's about it. Well, that's kind of distressing. I'm always a big double jump fanning games so well i the timing is very weird and you cannot you can't like use it from a standing position you have to like be turning arc or like spinning in the air for you to like use it again and when you first get it you're underwater and it's like oh you can't use it you don't have the gravity suit so you're slow underwater and it's like oh you can't use it past your initial jump height and it asks you to do this like double jump on this platform that like i was at it for five minutes and i even looked looked it up in a video i'm like am i supposed to actually make this or I have nowhere else to go. And it was like, oh, yeah, you just got to hold, like, you just got to jump and, like, wait a few seconds to do, it, to do it again. I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, anything else about the game that you... Uh, I mean, it's probably my Switch game of the year. But at the moment, I'm, I paused it because I had to finish up Lost Judgment, and now I'm doing something else. But I'm going to get back to it soon. Like I said, I'm, like, an hour, hour or two away from finishing it, I think. Uh, it's also interesting because, like, the game... Most Metroid games, you start off at, like, the... Uh, like the outer of the planet, like the planet crust, and you go deep into it. This game, you start inside the planet, and you're, like the whole point is to get outside of your ship. Oh, okay, so that's a little uh, bit different than... Yeah, and I will say it is slightly weird in the game that Samus doesn't talk at all. She has like one sequence where she talks in like the Chozo language as like some alien language. That's it. Right. And... It's not that, like, she should be talking all the time. Like, that would be dumb also. But she has, like, it, it just makes it seem really strange when she's, like, talking to the computer and, like, she doesn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. But it is, I mean, it is very much an old, it is, like, an old classic-style Metroid game. So if you like those old games, you'll like this one for sure. The uh, the only, the biggest difference is probably that uh, melee attack thing, like the counter system. Yeah. Because most enemies, when they attack you, they kind of flash yellow before they attack you. And that's like you're assigned it to melee them real quick, and like you counter their you counter their attack, and then you can like one shot anything once you do that. All right. I mean, at least there's some progression there. I mean, and then you so... get like a whole bunch of uh, energy and missiles from doing that. So, which is good because Samus like is pretty fragile in the game, or at least in this one. Like you don't like Super Metroid. You, at, at at a certain point, you can get like twelve energy tanks, or something. you know even like reserve tanks too. In this game, I've got like five, and that's about it. Maybe six. <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, so they don't give you a lot to... And yeah, you're traveling between different like different environments in the planet and like double backing and, you know, backtracking once you get like, oh, I got the 
charge beam or I got the bomb for the ball and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's a Metroid game. Eh, well, there. I mean, so how do you feel like it? Um, it looks, you know, compared to, I mean, a lot of people make a, I mean, obviously you don't have the OLED to be able to really well, I'm not, you know, talk I'm not, about. Unlike what Kotaku suggests, I'm not pirating it, which is nice. Um, yeah. No, it looks which good. Which they're now getting their, their subs sued by Nintendo for that. Oh, fun. So. I didn't see that, but that's probably a good idea. <laughs> uh, or, well, at it, least Nintendo's like going after them, making them kind of feel the heat. That's justifiable, yeah. <laughs> uh, it looks fine. Like, it's not like the most technical powerhouse in the in the world. And obviously, like, it's a it's very, I, mean, I don't want to say it negatively, but it's more limited in scale than, like, you know, uh, Mario Odyssey or Zelda Breath of the Wild because yeah. it's a 2D game. Right, exactly. Or primarily. But, yeah, it looks really nice. And, like, the background is, or backgrounds are really, like, stuff's going on. And all the environments are very different. And, yeah. Like the frame rate holds up fine, I think. You, this is where you and I would might differ. I don't care about like 4K. Like the game wouldn't look that much better with that, you know. Well, yeah, but it's not made for that either. Cause, you know, right. Switch can't do that. Like that was the thing. It's like you pretty much played it on the TV, right? Yeah. No, I, I no thoughts on it. Handheld I imagine it wouldn't be great with on on handheld, uh, especially when you're like trying to like figure out or do like certain maneuvers or stuff like that. Like I'm playing it with a, a switch joypad, you know, the, the good control, the pro controller. Right. And doing some moves even on that thing are hard. So I can only imagine how much harder it would be with the, with the joy cons. <laughs> okay. <laughs> did you, so like, did you have any moments where you like got stuck or like I said, mm-hmm. there are moments where like you just hit a wall where it's like, I don't know where right. to go next. Right. And usually you can just do that. Like solve it by like blasting apart the wall or bla- you know blasting apart some ceiling or floor or something like that. But like it's it's hard in that respect. It's like one of the old style Metroid games, you know, like Super Metroid. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's I mean that was that's clearly their uh, inspiration, at least to a large extent. And yeah, I'm sure they could have added like you know a guideline that like uh, Shadow Complex had or you know something like that, but they didn't want to. But yeah, but like you said, they didn't. A lot of people didn't like that from right yeah fusion. yeah metroid fusion so i mean they could have added that as an option yeah or yeah or like their kids mode or like he's not well i would i hesitate to say easy mode but it would have been nice yeah i mean it does help when you're like just you know trying to play through it and all that so yeah uh anything else you want to yeah no, no, I'm not about that game. I have other games to have been to, I've been playing now. Yes, go ahead. Um, uh, I know you have been playing yep. that Alan Wake remaster. Yeah, I only hit chapter two so far. Uh, yo, it's Alan Wake. <laughs> like, it, it's yeah. it feels slightly weird to play it on a PS5 controller. Uh, compared right, to like the, the 360 one I you know I used to play on. Um, the one I don't want to say this is a negative, but it would have been nice if this was like. Because this is Alan Wake Remastered, I think that's what they're calling it. And it would have been nice if it was a more of a collection. Because there's a lot of, like, ancillary Alan Wake crap that could have included in this game, but they didn't. Like, American Nightmare. <laughs> yeah, or, I agree with that. I mean, or, maybe that's... They didn't want to... They wanted to keep it a budget price. So if you add all that stuff, then you will have to charge a few dollars. I mean, and, yeah, but Alan Wake American Nightmare, I mean, that's such a... Even if it was like five or ten bucks more, it would have been, I think, worth it because you would have gotten yeah. the, you know, the whole experience. Or there's like a, I think this is an Alan Wake prequel like web show. Um, yeah. This was like from like ten years ago when Alan Wake first came out. Right. And it's like put that in the game, or you know, you probably own that, or 
whoever does, you know, doesn't care anymore. Like, I mean, don't uh, know if Microsoft perhaps owns that or not Remedy. I don't think they do. Like, that's the yeah. weird thing. I think someone else does. Um, but yeah, Outlake's still cool. Uh, you know, I actually see this is weird. I actually think it's kind of a negative they took out the product placement because it makes the game seem like more artificial now. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, like the, the energizer doesn't battery. feel as yeah. yeah. Or like the Ford Focus, you know, or the whatever car it was, or you know, stuff like that. Like, like I, I mean, it, it was kind of gross, but it also added a certain amount of realism to like the original game. But yeah, it it's still good. It still looks really nice, even for, you know, it's an old game now. And they didn't. I mean, I'll admit they didn't do much to it. I don't think, but it seems a lot easier now. Though I mean, you're also normal. remastering a 360 game, not a you know, that's a lot harder for them. Oh yeah. To... Uh, well, like they they they're remastering a 360 game, but they also did some work on it like four or five years ago when they brought it to PC. Right. Because I think with that when they were they used the American Nightmare engine because that was like better at better. Uh so I think they're just like using that version probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, still good. I don't think I'll finish it for the review. I don't mean I really don't need to. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it holds up pretty well. Like if you want like a good atmospheric shooter. And like it's, it feels like slightly clunky, but it's just, it's you know, it's of its time, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're they're not gonna they they didn't change the game, but it's remastered, so it's the same game, right. looks nicer. So, yeah. You know, if you had quirks about that game when it came out on 360, you're gonna have the same quirks. Oh if yeah. You if you loved it on 360, now you can play it again and uh and it looks nicer. Uh, so I mean, not a lot to complain about, and they kept it at again. How many remasters and remakes come out now and they charge you the full price the fact that they charge a budget price for this is actually uh pretty decent yeah uh, for them so yep because i think when it launched on pc it was like 30 bucks too yeah anyway they could have easily added like a ten dollar tax on it to go like well this is on series x ps5 and uh, you know so we gotta we gotta charge you a little bit and i wonder if there will be a switch tax it's been rated for switch twice now so yeah, we'll see, uh, it, you know, whenever it does wind up going there, which that's just really weird. You know, it's one thing to like say, OK, well, it's it's going to PS5 now, but it's like to see that game on Switch, even though obviously it'd be able to to run if, you know, well, I, oh, I yeah. don't know how much remastering they're doing to the Switch version because it's probably not going to be running I, as well. But Yeah, I imagine it'll t- tone down like certain graphical effects or, you know, stuff like that. But I'm sure it can run fine or good enough, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, the last game I'm playing is Lost Judgment. Uh, I finally gotten gotten deep into that. Uh, that game's weird. <laughs> like, well, so the first one wasn't weird. No, the first <laughs> one was like very much a like persona, a, a Yakuza game with just like some mm-hmm. dumb like detect private detective BS like glommed onto it. This game they added Persona to it. Like they like they added like the school to Persona basically in this game. You even have like social stats. Oh, like wow. Instead of like knowledge and charm that like Persona Five has, you have like uh appeal and like guts. I think that was in Persona Five also, but like yeah, you have like appeal and other stuff. Or you know, other like three other stats as well. And I said, this is strange and you can only you can only level them up in the school activities. So the whole crux of the like this the main story of the game, which is you're trying to and as with Every one of these games, you're trying to uncover it, what seems like a simple crime that soon spirals out to complete nonsense. <laughs> that yeah. like you discover half the country, half the 
Japanese leaders are corrupt or something like that. <laughs> um, but in this game, you get like roped into being an outside advisor to like the mystery research club, just like so goofy on its face. That I kind of disliked it. <laughs> uh, and then you, just like, the name already makes it sound like it's it's funny. Yeah, it's, it's like a, it's like the running around in the mystery machine with Scooby Doo, you know. Um, <laughs> I love that. But like the 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 student running it, she's like she basically tasks you with with like investigating and joining all these other school clubs. That yeah, you're like you're like supposed to join them all and find out like if they're dirty or not. So like yeah, you join like the dancing club and the dancing club. uh the, the mini game is basically the karaoke mini game from Yakuza, right? But they don't want to use uh, karaoke because they don't want to have that guy singing. Um, so he's dancing instead. Or <laughs> like esports, you join like the esports club and like you just play rounds of Tekken or uh, Virtual Fighter Five. Hey, well, there uh, you go. and like you you get you get uh you get experience for your social stats like teamwork and you know uh, focus and stuff like that. And then you can, right. you're also like locked out, like oh, to progress the dancing mini club, you need to have like a uh, appeal level of three, and you only have two. But it, it's weird, like it's like bizarre in a sense. I kind of, I really like it, but it's just so it's so disconnected from the main game. It's like insane. So it doesn't feel like when you do those like side quests in Yakuza where they're just like so nuts that you're all right. No, well, no. It, it it gets to that to an extent. Like there's some. There are some mini games or some clubs in this thing that are like really goofy, like boxing in particular. It's just like hilarious. And the worst one is robotics. Like you build, you like these like re- weird battle bot matches where you're trying to like take control of squares, and it's like awful. But they still have like the regular like side quests as well in the game. They're not as prevalent, but they're still in there. Okay, so like they just added like a whole another arc of, of stuff yeah. Like I I would say. Like, this school stuff is, like, 50% of the game, and it seems optional. Like, I don't think you have to do it, but, like, at this point, I'm kind of invested in doing it now, so it's like, why not? Well, hey, you know, I mean, that's good that something they added is it made you actually want to keep doing it. Well, except so. for, like, when the when the minigame is bad, like, robotics. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, but, yeah, that's a cool game. That's pretty good. Uh, if you're watching on video, we I just we just got to the part where Mark is talking about uh, school stories. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> it's like so weird, and like I I mean even the school is like laid out like the Persona Five school, and I'm yeah. wondering like are all the are all Japanese schools that have the same layout or what? <laughs> uh, well, I mean you know if you watch uh, enough anime, there's yeah, show the robotics thing too, like. Yeah, but, uh, Jens keeps talking about how it's based on some like some anime I never heard of before that no one has heard of except for him. Uh, I might have heard but, of it. I uh, don't know the name offhand, do you? No, I don't. Yeah, uh, and it's it's fine. Like it's like I said, it's really interesting, but it's just so divorced from like the main game. You know, it's like, so I, I I love it for that, but you don't have to do any of it really. I don't think, or like the bare minimum if you really want to. Well, that's good. I mean. I like it when you have side stuff, but it's not like so integral to the point where he's doing skateboarding. Is yeah, great. there's like a really That's... bad skateboarding mini game. Yeah. 
I just saw Sonic fighting with uh, Knuckles. I guess that's one of the that's an arcade, arcade game. Games. Yeah, Sonic, yeah. Sonic Fighters is in the game, which is awesome because that's a, a terrible game, but I kind of love it. <laughs> they did it's, fix one of the problems of the first. Like they took out a lot of stuff from the first game, or they, they didn't take it out, but they just so de-emphasized it so it doesn't really matter. Like drone racing is just like gone. And it's like thank Christ because that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's about it for me. How about you? You beat someone well, finally? <laughs> yes, I I've. Took a deep dive, and I've been able, been fortunate to be able to. Oh, I, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. Well, I didn't, I didn't play them yet, but I bought two two cool games that I showed you. Uh, I finally picked up a copy of Africa on the PS3. Uh, yeah, there you go. And that's what I wanted that to play for. I, I want to play that thing for years. And I, I got a copy of Persona One Revelations for PS1. I saw that. Yes, and, and that picture that you took of your your find. Yeah. How much did that? Uh, so that... The, the price tag was three thirty, and with tax, it'd be about three fifty, give or take. Yeah. I paid about sixty five bucks for it. <laughs> wow! How did you get them down to that much? Uh, I traded in a whole bunch of crap, like movies, oh, okay, like Blu-rays okay. and stuff, and that was like two forty. And then I also had a twenty percent off coupon. <laughs> and, and there you go. See, I did the same thing. I did the same thing with Africa. Like I traded, I traded in like three, like five or six games that. You know, I, I was either done playing or will never play again. So it's like, here you go. Right. But yeah, I'm happy to have Persona 1. And like, it's like pristine. Hey, there you go. See, nice find uh, for you on there. Will you ever actually take it out and play it? or? I might. Yeah. Like, I have a PS1, so why not? I've heard those I'll, games I'll, are... I know that game's like hard. Like, it's not like yeah. how it is now, or you know. Yeah, they're different. I remember playing... A bulk of one on an emulator, and I was like, "Well, this is definitely not what I'm used to." But all right, you can get some of the where this comes from from there, yeah. definitely. So how's that? How how'd you like Tales of Her Eyes? Uh I loved it. Like I said, I've been able to work from home for like the past week and a half because I haven't had a car and be able to go to the office. I I've been able to like take advantage and and be able to play when it gets uh, slow and man it's it's been it, the thing was that like that last part felt like it's a forever i was just like god how many more freaking corridors how many more of these rooms are there and yep. then you know you get to the the last battle and it's, you know what you expect um i i just like the the gameplay is great. The battle system's terrific. I mean, I've, we've talked about it, I think, enough on the various episodes. But uh, I really like the way that they do the story, and it really helps that none of the all the characters are uh, really good in this game. There's none of them that are like, oh my god, he's so annoying. Please get him off my screen or get her off my screen. Like they all like coalesce well, and even though they come from different places, like they but all kind of that- haven't, yeah. That's a benefit of having a pretty limited cast, by, I think by design, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, of course, when you don't have, you know, 50 characters that you're having to, like, get, you know, mesh into one, you know, party, when you're having, like, the same party pretty much throughout most of the game, yes, that helps a lot. But I think it's also, like, they're very consistent in this game yeah. of, we have a theme, we're going to talk about it the entire time. Even when shit goes like way until where we're going into like outer space and stuff like that, I mean, it still remains consistent. So I appreciated that because a lot of times the JRPG stories, especially like they start losing the plot. 
they start oh, yeah. like did you get halfway through and it just becomes about something else and you're like well I kind of liked what the other, the first half was about. Now you kind of made it about the same junk that all JRPGs are about. And it's, See, it's not, yeah. You'll hate me for saying this, but that's a, a good, that's one of the reasons I didn't like Final Fantasy VII back in the day. No, I'm not going to hate you for saying it. I can understand that. It was like initially, yeah. like, oh, it's, you know, you're pluck, part of the plucky rebel group trying to take on the big company. It's like, oh, okay, that's cool. Right. And then, like, after the first disc, it deals with Sephiroth, and it's like, wait, what's this? And then it goes into nonsense at a certain point. Oh, yeah. I mean, it definitely does get nonsensical eventually. But I, I feel like they also kind of redeem it with some of the Cloud and Sephiroth and all of that eventually. But th- I I just appreciated that. Like, Tales of Arise has your story about slavery and yeah. how you overcome that. And everybody kind of has their story with that as well that's different, uh, regardless of where where they come from. And I, I really do think that that's a positive for even Bandai Namco themselves. Obviously, these are different teams working on it, but you look at, uh, you know, just Scarlet Nexus this year, how like crazy anime that gets or just other games that they, they come out with in general. Like they, those are the ones that are like, ah, all right, this was something cool, but this held its ground the entire time. I was ne- I was always wanting to go into the next battle because the gameplay is great, but I didn't want to skip the story scenes either, and I appreciated all those uh, those characters. And you know, I think uh, just the a lot of stuff about this game was very well done. Even the fishing that you talked about uh, last time uh, yeah. that's fun too. It took me a while to get kind of uh, you know a hang of it. Yeah, uh, but it's, it's not. They don't like I said like I said last yeah. time they don't explain it at all. But once you get once no. you look up a guide and it's like, okay now I get this. <laughs> I just kind of fiddled around with it and then I figured out oh, okay this is making this kind of fish come faster to where my line is and then this kind of fish if you press this you know does with the other one so yeah hey, it just takes a little bit of uh, fiddling with it to to figure it out. It, it's fu- funny here when you talked about it because you had a lot more problems in the game than I did. Oh, I mean it was just more of like. I, I guess I was, uh, when I first got to that last area, I was level like 44. But by the time I got to the, the first time where I went backwards, I was at like 50. So I think you level up a lot in that uh, yeah. last area because of all the major big enemies you have to fight, uh, constantly. And it's yeah. so funny. They make a big deal about the, um, that last like race that you, you know, meet at the end. Yeah. And then the enemies that represent that race are probably the weakest enemies you fight in that entire uh, area that are there, which is funny. Yeah. But no, I, it's, yeah, I just had issues because I was like, I don't want to have to go backwards and try to sell a bunch of stuff to get enough items and all that stuff. I was like trying to just power through and I was able after that second one. And, all right. I'll just warp back, buy the stuff I need to go on. And then the, yeah, apparently the final boss was actually really not that difficult. So. No, yeah, I, yeah, I found it pretty easy. It, it's one of those games where, well, you had to try hard enough already. I, uh, let's I, give you a break. I had more problems with some of the optional bosses than like the main boss. Yeah, I didn't do any of the... I was like, well, I might go back and do some of the stuff later. Um, but I just wanted to kind of get done with the game because I also have to uh, review it as well. I know your review's up there on 411. You gave it a 9. Uh, that's That's where I was headed with it. Um, so, uh, I will probably not write as much as you did, but still, oh, well, uh, very good review. At least that review stuck, unlike my last judgment review. I uh, know, I hate, I hate hearing that, that you, 
you didn't uh, get the auto save did not kick in and you had to rewrite the whole thing. Uh, yeah, that's always fun. Way to go, Windows update. Yeah, I I don't have that. Uh, I'm one of those. I think also that I don't have that drive or whatever that you need to upgrade a Windows 11. Yeah, so, Are you, you. I think your computer actually could. Mine can't. I don't have to write. My CPU is like one generation out of date. Uh, but yeah, I'm me. not gonna mess with it. I don't really need it or nothing. Yeah. So. And I've heard like a lot yeah. of like mixed things on it also. So yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about FIFA uh, later with the news. Uh, there's not really anything new that I need to talk about, but I've been kind of playing that a little bit more so I can do the review. Uh, the one game that I have been playing that technically comes out on Wednesday. Sorry. Uh, so uh, it's called Echo Generation. It actually comes to Game Pass as well as an indie game. Uh, set in the nineties. It is, it has like a Minecraft look to it. Um, not as much as I would say, like, if you've seen any kind of video or trailer for Moonglow Blade, Moonglow Blade, yeah, Moonglow Bay, sometimes whisper at two in the morning, um, which actually got delayed. So like the end of this month, also coming to Game Pass, that kind of has a much more like Minecrafty look. This has the sort of like that blocky look like Minecraft, but it also has its own uh, sort of art style to it. It's a turn-based RPG, and you are basically a brother and sister that have to deal with some... It has a lot of like Stranger Things vibes to it of, oh, there's crazy stuff happening. There's stuff that keeps happening in this town, and you find out things little by little, and, you know, you're... You're also solving like puzzles in a way because you have to find things to get items that you need to be able to progress uh, the story. You get uh, skills with comic books that you find. And so you'll eventually get more weapons that way. So there's actually, if anybody wants to go look, by the time this is up, you there is uh, people can start uh, posting video of like through chapter one of the game. Uh, and then, of course, once uh, the go live on the 20th on Wednesday, you'll probably start seeing video of the other areas. There's a lot of boss fights in this game, which are very interesting as far as like just rather eclectic a uh, bunch of none of it has to do with anything of it. It's just kind of all there. Um, I did have I do have like I played a big chunk of it. The problem is I have no idea like what is what I'm actually like doing. Because it just seems like you go to an area, there's a boss, and then, okay, well, I guess I'm supposed to beat this boss because there's nothing else for me to find in this entire school that I go into or this entire, like, junkyard that I go into. So, well, let me beat this boss. And at first, it's not so um, easy to do because when you level up your characters, there's it gives you three options when you level up a character. So... You can level up their health. You can eat, um, you can level up their skill points, which are what allow you to do the uh, the special moves that go along with the comic that you get for whatever weapon you have. And then also it allows you to level up the like attack power, the strength. So that decides like how powerful those moves are. And you also have like a regular move that doesn't cost any uh, SP either. But also your skill points are shared between your team of three. So it's like a thing that you have to constantly go back to of like, do, do I want to build up my skill points? Do I want to build up my health? Like, 
if I don't build up my health, then I have to go buy more healing items before I go uh, fight the boss. Then I'm supposed to go fight, you know. So yeah, it's like almost like survival, a survival game in a way too, um, because you don't have a, a lot of things to. You, know, you don't you don't get a lot of money. There's only certain things that get you that get you money, and fighting the rats or other things that are around don't get you a lot. It's fighting the bosses that gets you a lot of money. Yeah. So you have to. Yeah, there, 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 there are uh, games like that where it's just like, why even do any fight like the little guys? Because it doesn't really matter. <laughs> well, it does because you need to level up your characters. If not, you're gonna get destroyed by the boss. Because the other thing is, it also has a blocking mechanic. Uh, I guess the most recent thing I can think of is uh, Yakuza, where you can press a button at the exact time and either block the attack or just diminish the amount of what it can do right so you have to kind of be paying attention because some attacks will be slow and if you do it too fast you also get the full brunt of the damage and if yeah. you you know so it's it's a lot and you also have like a, a pet companion so i've had a cat for the most part and then i got the dog and so they have their pluses and minuses obviously the cat can heal you uh the dog will dig and find items for you so uh, and there's a robot that you'll eventually get as well, but you have to find the items that you need to be able to build the robot again. So, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've really, it's, it's been an interest. It's like, there's a lot of good stuff in there. Um, and just kind of like some interesting things that they've added to that game as far as like the characters and the, all of that, but man, it just feels like a lot of disparate things together because we, it's, uh, oh, well, like aliens attacked our town, but you don't really know how far I am, how, how far have I really progressed. Yeah. You know? so, that's my problem is this is all great, but I don't really find, cause it, like they'll tell, there'll be a story piece, right? Yeah. And then I'll do three things that have nothing to do with that story piece that will then start another story piece and all right whatever but it's it's also like set in a time period where you know you can kind of see the movies that it's going to be like taking from and all of that so there is that as um but yeah so be ready for actually i'm sorry the embargo lifts on wednesday the game actually comes out on thursday uh, the 21st but yeah if, if um you've heard anything about echo generation or whatever i've been enjoying it there's um hopefully i'll get further into it there's a lot of exploration in this game too. Uh, so that's another another thing about it is that it really wants you to travel. It really wants you to like find stuff. And so like there's so many times where I go, okay, it's gonna block that off for me, and it actually doesn't unless we go to the next screen and find and and go through more. And and I'm just like, wow, they really want you to go through and and uh, figure out till you go to a dead end. Uh, so yeah, that's that's another reason why sometimes I'm just kind of like, well, I'm just gonna keep doing this i guess until i figure out what it is uh, that i'm supposed yeah. to be doing but been enjoyable so far so so uh be looking forward uh to my review uh for that when we, by the time we get to the next show that should be out there but all right so there's not been a ton of news here but there has the one big story kind of like happened earlier in the week when they had the animal crossing direct of course i'm talking about nintendo here in the Nintendo Switch uh, expansion, uh, the online expansion, it's more expensive than I thought it was going to be, and way more expensive than you thought it was going to be, Mark. It yeah. is $50 a year, 
uh, putting it just $10 less than PS Plus and uh, Xbox Live Gold. Or, well, you know, if you just have the Xbox Live uh, or Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate, pay the $15 a month. And you can get almost four months of that for the price of the one year for uh, the Switch Online. Now, they ha- it has Nintendo hasn't come and said anything about it, but they're having reports that there's licensing that is causing why this is the, the increase. But I feel like some of this could have been avoided, Mark. Like, I think mean, we talked about it when it was announced, but if part of your licensing is the Sega game, why do you need to be? I get it that there's uh, some, I guess, online co-op that's added that perhaps isn't in the Mega Collection or whatever that's already on Switch. But I mean, did you really need to add Sega Genesis games in order to entice people to pay that extra money? I mean, like, I don't know. I think adding Game Boy or uh, GBA games along with the 64 could have just been good enough. I think the problem is Sega Genesis games are w- already have been out there for years in other collections, right? Be it physical, like the Mega, like the uh, Genesis Mini, or games or other services and stuff like that. Uh, that's an issue. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I would, I would actually much rather have a game, like game Boy, even an original Game Boy, but right. Game Boy Advance for sure. You know, if they said like, oh, we're putting out. 10 GBA games in this thing, and we'll keep adding more later on, but I have to do this, you know? Um, I, it'd be nice if they went with more a la carte model. Like, hey, you, if you want N64, it's $10 extra, but if you want Genesis, it's 15 I mean, but, I think that's kind of what they, they're doing, right? It is an a la carte. You don't have to have this and also have well, Switch I mean, Online. You can't just get N64, though, you know? Right. That is true. Uh, I mean, I think it's too much. I don't know about you, but uh, oh no! It is this. so. As someone that doesn't, I don't even subscribe to the regular. Uh, because, I think I do because I think it's just like twenty bucks. So why not? But yeah, right. you know. But I don't. So I also should note that the Animal Crossing DLC is also included. In, uh, so if you're an Animal Crossing fan and you play it a lot, then you get that DLC for free. I wonder what happens if you s- decide to yeah. unsubscribe Stop. from Expansion Pass. Do you then have to go buy the uh, the DLC separately then? Uh, or if you even can, I think you can you definitely can because they can. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, look, I'm not gonna say it, it's great to be able to go and and play, you know, these games again. And it's cool that for preservation standpoint, you know, you can play them, and then also you have the online play, right? So like Star Fox, Mario Kart, uh, that's be so yeah. That that sounds neat. But also remember that, like, most of the Switch Online infrastructure is shit. Right. <laughs> and that's, uh, my, that's my issue. It's not necessarily that you're charging for old games, because that's that's Nintendo. That's what they're going to do. And if they charge $50, doesn't necessarily surprise me, uh, because Nintendo's going to charge what they can. I don't know how much of that is necessarily the licensing. I don't know how much Microsoft charged them to have Bandit Zooey on there. And then not take it off, you know, so like you're having it on there, the life of the, the system, because we haven't really seen things get added to Switch Online and then get taken off aside from the, uh, you know, Tetris 99 or, well, I think it's only the Mario one that got taken off, right? Mario 35. Yeah. So. Although yeah. I, I fully expect that like once the license expires with Pac-Man, it's gone. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's probably, uh, gone too. 
Uh, even though, you know, Nintendo and Bandai have a good relationship, so yeah. uh, perhaps that's a little bit um, different. But again, to go to back to my point, you're still, you can still pay $20, $20 uh, for Switch Online and then have Switch Online if you want, just to play regular, you know. My bigger thing is, why on earth does your family membership need to go up almost $50 by itself a year? Like, the whole point is it's supposed to be a little bit of a discount. That's not a discount. Yeah. Like, you're almost charging a full amount to have all of that available as a family plan. That seems a bit much there. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, look, again, like, it's not a... It's a shrewd business move by Nintendo because people are going to pay for it. Look at look at the these the sixty four controllers went out and then one day, bam, it's gone. You know, oh, yeah. nostalgia is a seller if there ever is one. Look, I, I'm not going to go back because I mean sixty four is not necessarily my favorite uh, time period for games. So as much as I like Pokemon Snap, the original, and and Mario Kart the, on sixty four and Super Mario 64, which, hey, they charge you, you know, 60 bucks for that game, and now you get it as part of this. Yeah. Uh, so that's also Nintendo doing their thing there, too. I, I mean, you're somebody that collects uh, yeah. games. I mean, isn't this nice to be able to have these games available and not have to pay, like, at the butt for them secondhand? I mean, kind of, but like most of these games are pretty common. And then also, uh, I'm curious how well the emulation is going to handle, at least for the N64 stuff, because even now, like, modern emulators, like, the N64 isn't quite up there. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Nintendo probably knows what they're doing, because they, you know, they built the damn thing, but you never know. There might be, like, some some small problems with it. Uh, I mean, it's nice, but I don't think there's a huge draw, at least for, like, N64 stuff. I mean, yeah, how many times can you play through, like, Star Fox 64? Like three or four. That's about it. Yeah, I mean, I envision that most people, outside of like maybe Mario Kart or which, I mean, you already have Mario Kart a deluxe. I mean, I don't know why would you want to. I mean, play that out. I, yeah. I, I would much rather per- play Mario Kart sixty four than Mario Kart eight personally. Yeah, but I mean, I might like getting it be able to play like Sin and Punishment sort of enticing to me. You know, you know, because it used to be stuck on the Wii uh, eShop right. or whatever, but. I think for the most part, it's a nice thing to have. I mean, obviously, you don't have to buy this if you don't want to. You don't have to pay this if you think it's too much. But the thing is, Nintendo won't really necessarily learn uh, their lesson. And it's also, it makes you feel, I think there's going to be a lot of people that get guilted into this because they'll feel like, okay, well, if if I do want Game Boy Color or uh, Game Boy Advance or GameCube game, oh, I'm going to have to buy this because... If you don't and this flops, then they won't release those games right? eventually. So you needed to keep... I mean, they're doing this obviously because they want revenue from Switch Online, right? Uh, and this helps them because they're going to have Splatoon 3 later. They're going to have uh, more games that are um, online focused. But the thing is, you're not really improving the back end, right? You're not making voice chat easier to use. You're not yeah, that that was one of modern a modern vintage gamer put up a video about this, and yeah, he said the same thing. Like video chat, voice chat's not in this. Even like text chat isn't in it. Yeah. Uh the speeds are abysmal. Like to download, like right. I think he did a speed test or speed test, and like the switch operates at like seventy five Mbps, 
which is slow. <laughs> right. That's like uh, nine nine megabytes per second to download. And yeah. his Xbox was like 400, which is like 50 megabytes or 50 or 60 megabytes. Down I, we, second. I, are we talking about Xbox One or Xbox? Uh, Xbox Series X. Okay. Well, that's that. You can't compare that. That's not. But even like the PS4, I think it was like 230 megabytes. And that, that, you know, that's like. I never got that high with the PS4. PS4 I, was slow. I occasionally did. Or like, you know, it, it depends. But like my PS5. Xbox, was pretty... would, I'd sometimes get up to 100. Well, that that's the thing with the new switch is it has the uh, hardwired dock or you know the Ethernet dock. So people are like, oh, right. maybe that's maybe that's like oh w- over the Wi-Fi the switch is terrible, but over the you know the hardline it's fine. But no, it's the same speed. So it's like why why have the dock or like why have that port in it if it's the same damn? Because it creates a more stable connection, I guess, when you are online, not necessarily the. Speed. Uh, but yeah, like slow download speeds, and then yeah, like the infant, like the, just like the playing online unless it's for like mario kart or splatoon or smash brothers it's terrible i like mean mario, even then it's not always great for some of those as well so. yeah like mario maker 2 still does not work <laughs> and it's like well it's only been four years or three years for that game like i still you're still working on it i guess yeah i mean it'd be interesting to see how mario party plays now online yeah that'll be that'll, that, that, that also won't work well i don't think yeah, I just, for me, is th- this is, uh, I mean, if, I think Nintendo's getting saved a lot by the fact that somebody came out with that licensing cost thing, because yeah. I think they'd I mean, be getting railed or, if that it, wasn't It makes that. sense, especially because, I think, didn't she say that, like, Sega wasn't happy with the Wii U? Yeah, no, like, they I mean, weren't. They were not happy with the Wii U uh, virtual console, which is why they were not part of it. Yeah. Uh, they didn't like the revenue sharing or the cost of things, so... Nintendo I mean, paid them a lot of money to be part of this. I guess the problem is, it's like who who cares about Genesis games anymore? E- like even if it was online play, like that's not a huge draw. Like if it yeah. was Sega Saturn or Sega Dreamcast, that'd be a whole different ballpark. I would I would pay you know thirty bucks if I could get some Dreamcast games in this thing and you know online play and look good. But Sega Genesis, like oh I get to play Echo the Dolphin again, great. <laughs> Did you see that crazy story about the Sega Saturn emulator? No, whatever. Uh, so some company released a few Sega Saturn emulated games on the Switch, like legally, like, you know, like, I think they're like 15 or 20 bucks. They're just emulated games. People found a way to uh, basically dump the game or dump the emulator and you can replace the ROM file with any Sega Saturn game. Oh, wow. Uh, and not every game works, but most of them do. So, yeah, you just load up this emulator and just play Sega Saturn games. Nice. I wonder if Nintendo will touch that at all. Well, I mean, it's only for, like, modded modded, modded switches, like, which oh, you and I can okay, both okay. do. But, like, it's still cool. Like, hell, why not, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing, too, right? Is Although I have fond memories playing 64 with my family, with all four controllers on the console and everything else, and, uh, they, they are putting games in there that I enjoyed. I don't know. For me, that's just I already pay for PS Plus and uh, Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate I pay monthly because that 180 a year is it's a bit too much for me. But you know, like to then I just know myself. I know myself, and I know that I will not go back and play these games. So right. why even bother uh, paying the amount of money? You know. So and it, like I don't even play the the NES, the, Sw- the Super NES. To be fair, I mean the the catalog there is not great especially lately 
again, it's just like I have. I mean, I, you and I, I, I have so many different ways to play SNES games. Yeah, both legally and not legally. That you know, this is so you know immaterial. You know, right? I like I said, I do appreciate the fact that it exists, based only on now you have a legal way to play a lot of these games. Yeah, that's not forking over a bunch of money and then also having to buy a sixty four and and have that stocked in your house. Maybe it doesn't really work with your TV, or you have to buy some kind of third party thing that converts it to HDMI and whatever. Yeah. So like, so you don't have to have that hassle. It will then now just work on your Switch, and that's cool. And you can also take that with you, right? Take your take your Switch with you and play those games, and that's cool. If you want to pay for that, great. Do I think Nintendo is charging way too much for this? Hell yes, they are. It should be like thirty five bucks at the most, you know. And you get your your sixty four Genesis games, and if you want to add more games later and make that fifty or sixty dollars, cool. If eventually, if we had, you know, GameCube, GBA, Game Boy Color, if you don't want to add any more Sega stuff, cool, whatever. If that's all on there and you're going to tell me it was $60 a year, okay, sure. I'm down with that. I'll pay that. Or I think well, that's fair. But, well, man. Rystar demands his money, so that's why it's 50 bucks a month. Or I, 50 bucks no, a year. like, and then... To top on that, like Nintendo's the only one of these companies that has a family plan, which is really all these companies should have that. It's stupid that you have to go and buy multiple versions of Game Pass or multiple versions of PS Plus for the same household. Well, yeah, didn't didn't Microsoft have a family plan? Did they ditch it? No, they had an idea to have a family plan, and they they ditch it. They have the thing you can do where the you know, and I think uh, PlayStation has as well, where one person. Now, this only works for your own games, but for Game Pass, it doesn't work. I would have to get, like, let's say Anaya, I'd have to get her her own Game Pass on on her profile in order for her to play Game Pass games. Yeah. Uh, now, as far as, like, games that I already own, as long as she's connected to the internet, you know, all the time, she could play any game that I have right. uh, on her profile. But, you know, it just, it would be so much easier if all these companies adopted a family plan, but... Obviously, they don't want a chunk taken out of their revenue. And as we saw, you know, Microsoft got KO'd for that when they tried to double the price. I will say I do appreciate that Nintendo is not forcing the the upgrade on everybody. They could have easily said, okay, well, Switch Online costs $50 now, and you're getting all of this stuff, so you better like it. They didn't do yeah, that. It's an enjoy. optional thing. <laughs> yeah, it's an optional thing you don't have to really buy. So, yeah, I... I I don't think Nintendo's necessarily doing right by people with the price, but at least they're giving you an option. At least that, that you get a like a middle ground. Yeah. So, because I mean, if you look at it, like Microsoft could have easily charged five more dollars for Game Pass when they said they were adding EA Play, and they didn't do that, right? And so that, that's a that's a positive on that end. But Nintendo, man, I just I'm I'm almost worried now. If they add more consoles, are they going to jack up the price again? I think it depends. Uh, I think yeah. it would depend on the consoles and the games they want to add. Like if it right. was GBA and like all their Nintendo shit, probably not. Or at least it'd be like right. a minor fee. But if it was like, oh, we're adding uh, TurboGrafx-16 games and all these like weird license shit, then it's like, all right, well, I got to yeah. I mean, and that's kind more. of what I understand of it is like it wouldn't necessarily be as enticing if you don't have like the Konami and Capcom and all right. the other company stuff, or, right? If or if they somehow did add Dreamcast games, it's like, well, they could add 
obviously they'd probably add like a lot of Sega stuff, assuming it was like a nominal cost. But if they added like, oh, here's Soul Calibur or here's, you know, Marvel's Capcom 2, it's like, okay. Right. This is oh. going to be expensive now. <laughs> uh, well, Marvel's Capcom 2 that would jack up that price crazy. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> is that worth Well, yeah, but just as like a light, you know, or like here's Cannon Spike or here's, you know, hmm. other weird shit. But all right. I mean, moving away from uh, Switch Online expansion to perhaps another expansion of a different way, an expansion for FIFA out to other developers because right now there is a breakup happening. It's almost like the marriage is dissolving right before your eyes between EA and FIFA. Of course, I'm talking about the actual big brand, the federation, uh, the governing body of soccer or football, football and uh, the other parts of the world. EA has actually been really shrewd about what they're doing. They have made contracts with all of the other clubs, associations, and they've actually renewed their their whole contract with Fifth Pro, which in you know has the licenses to all of the players. So they won't have a problem like with the college football, right, where they had to stop that game because there was the dispute between Lactus and all yeah. that. And to be fair, there was Slatan uh, Ibrahimovic, Gareth Bale, and a few others did try to do the same thing, but uh, that was uh, squashed. The thing here is FIFA's basically, they want more money. Uh, it's the same the reason why they're trying to get a biennial World Cup right now. They want more money. So they wanted $2.5 billion per every four years that they uh, had the contract with EA. EA was like, uh, hell no, not paying that. And now FIFA's like, oh, we're, we're going to go and explore uh, NFT and other things uh, with our uh, brand and our thing here. And we want to work with mobile companies and everything else, which, you know, to be fair, you couldn't do that with EA because it was about having the one big FIFA game a year and trying to sell that. And so I can understand uh, FIFA in a way, but they're really just taking a shot at EA here. EA doesn't want to pay what FIFA says. So FIFA's like, ah, all right, we're open to working with other people, right? You can you can see other people now, right? Well, let let's have a break. Let's uh, we're gonna separate for right now. And and they don't even mention FIFA 22, which just came out less than a month ago. And and I'm sure it's it's selling well. It didn't sell well enough in the U.S. to upset Madden, but a heck of a lot of other games didn't do that either. So I mean, I know you don't care about this, uh, but I mean, it's I, interesting. I, yeah. But I think I mean, yeah. What is it's not like even if FIFA suddenly if the FIFA you know, company, not company, but like group said, we're terminating the contract today. It, what are they going to do? Like they can't, it's like they can't get another developer or another company to make a soccer game within a year. What are they yeah, gonna maybe do? Konami could do it with the football. No, right they there. can't. <laughs> they clearly can't, obviously. Well, I mean, they could <laughs> add on to whatever they already have and then add the FIFA license onto it, which would help them. Uh, well, it wouldn't help them with the, the World Cup that's coming, right? Because EA still has the license through the 22 World, 22, 2022 World Cup in Qatar, which is actually not being played until November of 2022 because of the uh, weather patterns in Qatar. It gets extremely hot in the summer. It's like 120 something degrees. So it was deemed not uh, playable for the teams and players. So they're playing it in the winter. What, what is the winter here? So uh, beyond that, it would help Konami in that you had the FIFA name, right? And so you legally have the rights to all of the international team but and then it, the FIFA brand. And everything. That doesn't matter. 
because right. eFootball is shit. I agree. That, like, I mean, know, I, I assume even if FIFA, even if like the FIFA company or like, well, like I said, the brand or whatever wanted to go with Konami, they wouldn't do it because like, yeah, their game, their game is terrible. I don't like, know. Would they? Would they just do it just to? Well, if Konami, if they, Konami wanted to pay, what they would they are they, asking? They, they assume that yeah. well, they would they would do that in the first place, also. But they yeah. they probably see themselves as a premier, pardon the pun, name or organization. Well, technically gonna, they are. Well, they're not going to associate yeah. with some piece of shit like eFootball. No, but okay. Here's the thing, though. It's for one, Konami's not going to pay what they're asking. Yeah, I, I mean, like, <laughs> I don't know who would. I mean, really, well, even. I, even if like Activision is like okay, we're gonna make we're gonna we got into bed with FIFA, we're gonna make a football game. That's at yeah. least two to three years out. Oh, I, yeah, definitely. The only one that could do it within a certain time frame and basically just be adding the FIFA branding to what the thing the, the game that already exists would be Konami. Anybody yeah. else would have to make a game from scratch, which would like you. It would be two to three years down the line that you have something. Now, if they're gonna have a mobile version. That could possibly come out faster because there's obviously less work involved in that. But still, the only companies I could really see even thinking about matching that would be Activision or Take Two, perhaps to add on to the other. Yeah, 2K. Yeah, 2K. You know, Take Two going in and saying, okay, well, we had the basketball, we had the WWE, even though that doesn't necessarily do that great for us. Um, let's add the soccer. And we're going to have the FIFA, we're going to have the official FIFA game. Now they're going to run into the same problem like Konami, where they're not going to have the license that FIFA has. Or, well, yeah. sorry, not FIFA, EA Sports FC or whatever the heck that game is going to be called now. So are people going to really care? Because that's the thing. You might have the FIFA name on it. And yes, FIFA has a, it's a name, right? We know that game as FIFA. But if you find out that, you don't get to play as Mbappe or Ronaldo or Messi or whatever. People are going to be like, why am I buying this? Yeah. You know? Well, it's just like that. Uh, when they made that one football game. Uh, yeah, like Backbreakers? Yeah. Well, not Backbreakers. I mean, but the, no, it was the all-star football, to, like 2K8 or whatever. Yeah, uh, and, then, you know, they had certain players, but that was it. It's like, we well, didn't have the NFL brand or, you know, the current team. Right, exactly. And people so, care about that. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, I mean, one of those. So it's like, yeah, of course, it didn't, no one cared. Or like you said, backbreakers. But that was that was more of like a like an arcade, yeah, kind of. Didn't thing. they? Do, oh, I want to say, I want to. I don't think it was Rockstar, but I think Take Two did make some other like weird football game. Or, they, was that backbreakers? Yeah, it was the backbreakers. Okay. Or it has a similar name to that. Okay, so. yeah, that that was backbreaker. Yeah, I'm thinking of that. Yeah, you, the Euphoria engine and all that crap. Yep. Wasn't that like one of the games that tried to do that first person mode before, and then Madden put it in there? Nah, the first yeah. the first game I can think of with the first person football is ESPN 2K5. Uh, that too, yeah, I forgot about the game. Uh, you know, 2K involved in that too. Yeah, that's still a good game. <laughs> you know, 20, agreed. Sixteen years later, that's why that's what what scared EA so much. They had to like lock on Madden yep. forever. Yeah, because they they were able to charge that like thirty dollars less. There you go. 20. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, think about it. Like a sports game coming out for 20 bucks. That's crazy. I, I mean, ultimately, I think FIFA could move away from EA, but it would it would hurt them so much in the short term that I don't, I don't think they would do it. Yeah. I mean, they're they're rattling the saber here. now, but if, if EA was like, all right, peace, it, it, you know, FIFA would come crawling back in a second. But 
We're sorry. Yeah. I mean, like, that's the thing is FIFA can say what they want, but they actually need EA more than EA needs. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean, I did mention that the uh, PlayStation 5 had knocked Nintendo and the Switch off its longest running consecutive months of being the leader in units sold. Uh, that record ends at 33 months running as the PlayStation 5 now uh, is the leader in both uh, sales for units and consoles uh, sold there. And then also, I mean, a lot of things were up, but obviously what you guys care about really is is the game because knowing that the PS5 sold this many units at the end of the day, it's like, well, no, duh, it's going to sell. People still can't find it in a store most of the time. So. I did mention well, that, Matt. You go ahead. I was going to say, I had a friend over uh, Sunday, like an old college friend I haven't seen in like years, but he walked into my room and was like, looking around and he sat down and I was like, hey, do you want to, do you want to like play the PS5 for a second? And he was like, I didn't I didn't even see you had one. <laughs> and then he looked at me and he was like, wow, that thing's massive. <laughs> yep, it's huge. <laughs> it's like, once you see it, it's like, oh, damn, it's yeah, that it's, big. All right. Cause he, yeah, he was like, wow, that thing's t- like, it's like a monolith. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I, yep. I have my PS5 resting on top of an original Xbox, and it's almost like double the size of that thing. <laughs> uh, you are a braver person than I. I would not do that. I have it standing up behind my TV. Because I don't want that thing uh, on top of anything, just in case. Um, you yeah, know, you also happen, have so. you also have a young young daughter and a menagerie of animals running around. So of course, yeah. no, yeah, of course. I, that's also a part of it. But I was doing that before I had as well. So. Uh, yeah, so the only, the only thing, mean, the only problem with my setup is like my my PS5 slides out of that stand pretty often. Well, that, you have like, it like you have it uh, horizontal, flat. right? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, because it's not sitting on the the stand like where the stand's putting a lot of pressure on it. Right. Sit. Yeah. I did hear about a lot of people are having that um, that issue when yeah. you sit it that way, but. Looking at this here, it's sports games galore in the top three. Madden, FIFA, and NBA 2K, all the top three. Tales of Arise right underneath it. Then Diablo 2 Resurrected. So Activision and Blizzard get a little bit of help there. Deathloop uh, right there um, as well. And then further down the line, you got Life is Strange. True Colors at 10. Uh, what is that? Um, the Diablo Prime Evil Collection. Is also in there at twelve. Like Diablo wow, so. two and three. Or, oh, okay. You know, yeah. Wow. So you get Diablo two and three, and just Diablo two resurrected in there, and then Sonic Colors also making an appearance, and WarioWare get it together. So a plethora of new releases all get beat out by Madden, and then other sports as well. So shows you the power of when the sports start knocking, and of course with the NBA starting up today. That's going to keep going. The sports games are, you know, no, no surprise, but like right. Tales of Arise is kind of shocking. No, it is. It is pretty shocking that Tales of Arise uh, sold that well, and I'm very happy for Bandai Namco. They released one heck of a great game. Glad that it's getting uh, the sales response uh, that it deserves. I mean, Diablo not necessarily a total surprise. I, I said it, and don't be surprised when we see Call of Duty next month as well. Oh, yeah. Most people have no idea what is happening. Yeah. So. Don't get, I mean, you get upset, right? Because you want to see uh, Activision uh, suffer a little bit. But also, here's the problem. When you when you boycott the game and you don't buy the game, guess who suffers? Guess who they're going to go and fire? 
They're not going to go fire Bobby Kotick, right? Unless unless that lawsuit demands that he gets uh, that he resigns. They're going to go fire developers. Yeah. They're going to go fire teams off of the game. So yep. it's like a catch twenty two of okay, I want to boycott the game and I want to do this, but then also you're hurting those very same people that are that were being hurt by, uh, yeah. in the same way. Yeah, that kind of sucks, but. Yep, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised if uh, you see that Call of Duty Vanguard right up there. Especially because Battlefield really looks like they need to delay it uh, again yeah. after the beta. But who knows if they if EA will actually do it or not. I nope. should have mentioned this when we talked about the game. But Metroid Dread has been selling really well, especially in Japan. It has almost outsold every other installment of the game in the region, which that's pretty incredible. I mean, also, it shows that Metroid apparently wasn't a big deal in Japan. You know, there's that, it, too. If you build it, they will come. <laughs> exactly. 86,000, almost 87,000 copies during its first three days um, for the week that ended, you know, last week. So that's uh, that's pretty great. I mean, it, it's it's the double whammy of, A, it's a good game, but then also, B, like, the game hasn't been on a, you know, they haven't made one of those in 20 years. So Yeah, that's true. That's true. Too. That the last, the last metro, like few Metroid properties, have not been great. Let's say. Yeah. People still. Don't, I mean, I, I have no real opinion. I haven't played them, but people don't like some. Some Metroid diehards really didn't like the Prime series. Yeah, I've I've heard of that as well. Several people are just like, ah, it's not like the Metroid I remember. I don't like that it did this or that. But right, like the Metroid Prime series for what it was brought something that, different. That's, that's the thing is you have to go like. Yeah, they have to say like, yeah, for what it is, it's fine, but it ain't Metroid or like not like the Metroid I want. <laughs> right, it's not. It was supposed to be different. So yeah. like at, the, at least in that respect, at least it wasn't other M. You know? Yeah. So it's something to be said for that at least. But hey, good for Metroid that it is selling well. Hope, yeah, let's hope this doesn't mean they'll make another one in twenty. You know. <laughs> yeah, let's hope we see another game much faster than that uh, than the twenty years. Ah, well, you will have to wait a little bit longer, though, for one game. Elden Ring is not going to come out in February. It's going to January. It's February 25th. God, I feel like there's about five or six different things coming out on February 25th now. Watch some of those games move out of the way. Yeah, the other big one is Saints Row. Yeah. You you know the Venn diagram for those for people who play those games are one-to-one, right? Exactly. (laughs) But I can still see some games moving out of the way because it's like you don't want to get cannibalized by uh, Elden Ring either. Um, I mean, they're also going to have a demo coming out next month as well. I know uh, Dark Souls is not your, you know, cup of tea, whatever. Too bad we don't have the ends. But yeah, he'll, he'll, I, he's chomping a bit to play that game. <laughs> yeah, between Keith and Jens, <laughs> we have to hear a lot about Dark Souls. Um, I think uh, for sure, um, if that there is a demo that comes out in November, I'm sure Jens will be all over that. Yeah. So. But yeah, I mean that's good. That's good that they're doing that. It's good that they're letting they're gonna let people play that game before uh, it comes out and to make sure it'll it'll be hacked to hell from like data miners and stuff like that. Oh yeah, I'm sure it will. That's no <laughs> surprise ga- at all. The whole game will be leaked by like that weekend. <laughs> oh yeah, but hey, that's that's the price you pay though when you do those demos. You're gonna lose a little bit of something. Uh, but you can also put stuff in there that maybe doesn't make it into the game. Yeah, or whatnot too. So. Uh, there's that possibility. Uh, Epic is getting countersued now by Google. So not only do they have to deal with Apple, they have to deal with Google because, uh, they decided to, um, you know, they had, they were removed from the Google Play Store 
And so Epic was unhappy with those, you know, anti-competitive restrictions and everything else. Um, Epic, you know, having kind of went after Google there, but Google Play also, or Google is also saying that Epic breached their developer distribution agreement by enriching itself at Google's expense. Good Lord, two big companies arguing about enriching themselves. Jesus, come on now. Yep. Uh, I don't know, Mark. I mean, between uh, Epic embracing NFTs or embracing, uh, yeah, games with NFTs and yeah, other crap. Yeah, I, I think I really hate Epic now. <laughs> I mean, I, I lost a lot of respect for Epic when they stole the thing from Among Us. I yeah, mean, they like absolutely just ripping it off as well. Well, they finally said like, oh, we we actually did do that, and it's like, no shit, you did. And hey, you also ripped off. PUBG for you know for your for Fortnite in the first place. Yeah, I mean, but you can have games that are similar, right? Like how many other battle royales have come out now? So, uh, yeah, since but they can all, I mean, to an extent, sure, but they can all draw, draw their lineage back to that one game. It's you know, right? Uh, back all the PUBG, and it's all and technically like very Fortnite naked. does have the building aspect. Well, it's all very naked because it's all hundred players. It's all like the ring has to constrict, or you know, all that stuff, or you get launched out of a plane and fall to the you know to the map and stuff like that so it's like yeah it's all very very obvious yeah uh yeah i hope i hope google wins like with apple <laughs> uh yeah i just I, I mean i i just find epic's position to be like laughable on its face to say you have a monopoly it's like well then you make your own phone you know you want to take on valve with the, with the epic game store like hey make your own epic phone and then we only have one game on it fortnite <laughs> Yep, like watch uh, people get tired of that eventually. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've been doing okay since not being on on Apple, but you you have to think it's it's hurting them in a way uh, as well. And if Google, what that, follows that's suit, just, that's kind of the same thing as like the FIFA EA thing. Like, yeah, uh, Epic needs Apple. Apple does not need Epic. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> you know, Apple is doing just fine. Yeah, uh, the way they are. Um, they are thinking about making a Fortnite movie, though. Uh, no, I, I guess you could pretty much make that about anything. Well, what it would uh, be? Did you did you ever see Ready Player One? Well, yeah, of course. It'd just be that that last twenty minute battle with all like the properties fighting each other yeah. uh, for two hours. I read both those books, but and saw the movie, saw the movie like twice. Actually, said I watch it once uh, with an eye. I mean. You know, as much as cool as that ending part was, the rest of the movie was eh, fine. I, I, see, I haven't read the books. I do like the movie, but I view yeah. the movie as basically like a modern version of the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, I guess I can see. That. Like you have to get like basically collecting the keys is basically akin to like collecting the yeah, you know, Lion, Tin Man, and uh, Scarecrow, and then you have to face off against the evil witch and having be Nolan Sorrento. <laughs> <laughs> but I know the movie is like very simplified compared to the book. So well, yeah, definitely. They couldn't all the stuff they did in the book; it would take way too long. Yeah, um, and thank God they didn't try to make it into some kind of like trilogy or whatever. Don't need that. I mean, I, they I are think... going to eventually make the second book into a movie. It's so they already have, he already has the rights for it. Think Spielberg will do it? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no. I think once it was enough for him uh, to do it there. I am, we're really, uh, getting, like, short on, on time at this point here. Is there something that, um, you really want to? Uh, I think it's interesting about GTA is going to have better, the collection will have better controls. I mean, I would hope so. 
Well, I guess here's the weird thing is, like, they say it's going to be, like, the definitive edition. But, like, they re-released San Andreas on the 360, I think. Mm -hmm. And that was... Didn't they release all three of them on... Maybe. uh, PlayStation? They were all part of that PS2 remaster on PS4. Okay. Well, I know the 361 in particular, that was, like, the mobile port of San Andreas. Right. And, like, it technically looked better than the original version... But it looked kind of fake also. Like, not... It was better technically, but it didn't look right. And then they also removed a bunch of music from it. <laughs> well, that... Yeah. So that's I... expected. I, I, well, that's what I'm curious about in this one is how will the music work? And I, it's funny because I actually don't care about the music in those games, personally. Like, I always just listen to the talk station. Uh, but I'm, I'm curious how it's going to be handled. <laughs> I mean, that was all about... I, I was all about that for Vice City. It'd be a little bit upsetting if you don't. I think it's interesting because these things are supposed to be out within like two months. I think they said this year, right? Right, yes. The idea and was for them to come out this year. Yo, it's October, like mid-October. You know, like you think they'd show off a trailer or something. Oh, maybe they, that's just people speculating. Maybe they don't, um, they don't care if they don't come out. I mean, it is yeah. Rockstar. They, you know, they don't rush stuff. And they're, yeah. they're fine with just having Grand Theft Auto, uh, you know, Grand Theft Auto 5 online when things exist. yeah they are they're totally did, fine with that i did i did see also the funny thing about like oh if you pre-order the game on pc you get a ten dollar coupon for the rockstar game launcher for like your next purchase and i'm thinking what of the Why other three games rockstar has rockstar game yeah it's like of the other three games like gta 5 red dead 2 and like bully maybe that's about it <laughs> i mean i love the fact that they keep forgetting that there's other grand theft auto games that came out for you know those three yeah you could technically like remaster those as well. Yeah, they're now, not as I mean, modernized, but I mean they're basically upscaling for GTA three and Vice City and San Andreas, but to like modernize GTA one, two or London nineteen sixty nine, forget it. Like they're just making whole new games at that point. <laughs> oh no, I'm not saying like I would just say like bring them over like that. Yeah. It'd be cool to have them. But those uh, games aren't talked about anymore. <laughs> I know that's true. Then uh, my uh last thing here of course, is the fact that Microsoft delivered on their promise here of the Xbox mini fridge. It is a thing, Mark, and you can buy it, and it's actually not this, like, overpriced... I thought they would charge, like, $150, $200 for it, and it's actually 100 bucks, which that's actually cheaper than some other ones that you'll find in a store. Uh, I mean, I think it's cool, like... And the fact that they made the thing where it like lights up too, I mean, cool that they did this. Uh, here's good the, on Microsoft. Yeah, here's the problem: is when the thing red rings, it's gonna make your food hot. That'd be great if they had that in there, where like it would turn red if it if when it, it breaks. Working. Yeah, when it inevitably breaks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, so I wonder if it will be a hot item for this holiday season for Microsoft. I'm sure that like the initial ones will sell out. But I really yeah. Want that, but we'll see. If they end up languishing on store shelves or whatnot, okay, if yeah. I yeah, if I lived in a if I still had my if I still lived in a college dorm or whatever, I would definitely have that. It, I, I mean, I, you know, it doesn't have a uh, freezer, so it kind of defeats the purpose for me at least. Yeah, I, I mean that's also why they were able to make it a little bit cheaper as well. Yeah, it can hold like eight so, cans. That's about it. Well, they did say it is a mini fridge. To be fair, yeah, so. But all right, uh, doing our thing how we usually end the show here, looking at the games that are coming out. 
in the week uh, that, well, you know, we do our next show here. And I already mentioned one of them, which is Echo Generation, coming to Game Pass as well, along with PC. Um, so you can uh, check that out as well. That uh, collection of Saga, Final Fantasy Legend, comes to PC. So that's uh, coming as well. The uh, Kathy Rain Director's Cut comes to other consoles, uh, aside from PS4, or, you know, the PS4 and, and Xbox. So now it's coming to mobile, PC, and Switch. And Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy is coming. I know Mark is not necessarily excited about it. it. But by the time time we get to the next episode, it will be out that morning and people will be able to play it. So I really hope it's good. I want that game to be good. Um, I'm going back and forth about whether I want to make that purchase, but just from all the trailers and everything, I keep. Don't worry. It'll be on Game Pass within two months. That's also why I'm a little bit hesitant, but I do want to play it if we're to the end here, because I feel like it's going to be a like control thing. It'll happen like once you get to like January, February, it'll be on there. And by then, you're already past the game of the year conversation. Um, and well, also Age of Empires. Whenever other site coming. gives it a 6.5 or whatever out of 10, you can kind of take their lead on that one. <laughs> so what, so I mean, yes, it's very possible that it could be a 6.5 kind of game, six, six or seven or whatever. It's like, so what if it winds up being a, a great game, Mark? Are you going to... What? It's a great game that every review site that I would trust gives it a six. That that doesn't typically okay, but, happen. But what if it's not, though? Like, what if it, they give it, like, an eight? If, it's, uh, if somehow it gets, like... Like, Deathloop is a good example. Like, that, I was very negative on that game, and it, it's apparently really good. Yeah. But I, I just don't go play it until it goes down way down in price. Because right. I don't care that much, personally. And I, I just don't believe that they have the capacity to make the type of game, especially with the show, with the stuff they've shown. Fair like Spider Man Two, I believe. Guardians of the Galaxy, no. Or like Wolverine, I, mean, I believe. Did you think that like the attacks would be sort of like that boost thing and tails, where you're pressing a button to get them to do their whatever attack it is? I mean, yeah, but the, yeah. the difference is like the entails that they prove that you can play different characters, and this one you can't. Right. Well, that's true. You can pick whatever character you. Have. That helped a lot. Yeah. Even though I I tended to stick to one character, you do have so the option to pick. You know? Yeah. So did I. And maybe that's what it was. I mean, but at least you know it'd be nice to have the option to play as Drax or Rocket or what exactly. whatever. You're yeah. stuck as it'd be like if they made you be stuck as Alpha and control the other characters' attacks. That's that's how I so, play pretty much. Yeah, I did that as Runwell, and then I would just hit those attacks whenever they'd come up, depending on the situation. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, so those are what's what's coming out for the next time we do a show. Not a whole lot, but you do have Guardians there. Uh, a few things on the twenty eighth, but we'll already have a show by then. So if you enjoyed what you heard here, folks, you know what you can do. You can go hit subscribe. You can ring that bell if you watch on YouTube. You can go follow on Twitch. Uh, do whatever you like. You can go follow us on, on Twitter uh, at Humanity Play at WTM Sean at WTM Network. And of course, we are available wherever there are podcasts. Uh, we're on Last Word on Gaming on WTMNet.com. Go check out uh, those sites for more of what we do. And go check out our other shows. If you subscribe to WTM Network, you get the soccer show that I do with Eric um, on basically coming out on, on Mondays and also, you know, all the Mark Radless stuff. They just reviewed the no time to die uh, James Bond movie. And if you, and many other things that they have interviewed, they've reviewed all the other James Bond movies. So, you know, if you are a James Bond fanatic, we've got you covered 
there. And of course, uh, the football, the NFL football show uh, is out there as well. And more wrestling, anything, uh, a lot of things under the sun, no one banner, cool for you to check out. So until uh, next week, everyone, we will see you later.